I'm Tommy Thompson, and you're listening to Space for Life, a podcast with honest conversations designed to help cultivate the space we need for a more fulfilling and abundant life. Despite our culture being wired for excess and overload, our souls desperately need the opposite. Thanks for joining us today as we seek to take one more step into a spacious life. Hi, everyone. Patricia Clark here again with Tommy. And today we're going to talk about this topic called multiple streams of life. And um, Tommy, tell me, tell me where you want to go with this idea. And can you even explain where it came from? Yeah, it actually came out of a, a conversation that Wheezy and I had um, just this morning that it just immediately sparked something in me. Uh, we Years, years ago, I read this book called Multiple Streams of Income. And it had this concept of creating these uh, multiple ways that we get financial income into our life. And Weezy and I have talked about it over the years, uh, just as a, a good kind of financial principle. And she introduced the idea this morning of uh, what if we began to look at all of life that way, all of the streams of value and significance that come to us and all of the ways we do that within life. And it, it would, I just love the image right to begin with of, of multiple streams. And so I just began thinking about that immediately and thinking about our tendency to think in very myopic tunnel vision about areas of our life and how um, spacious it would feel to begin to realize that there are so many ways that we can experience various facets of life. And so I began to think of this concept of multiple streams of life. Okay, let me go back. I just want to make sure I understand the concept. So the image is multiple streams, right? Yes. So if you, you know, we live in a river city, and in fact, this past year, the river has been at record highs. And the reason why is because it's not just that river. If there's a lot of rainfall or snowfall, there's all these little streams that form, and they start to head towards one central river, so you're saying as it applies to the original concept that you read the book with income, you've got your main source of income, like your job, but you're saying the book encouraged you to look at other streams of income, like like say what? Well, it could be rental income from a house you might own. It might be I can create income by selling things that I already own. It could be I'm going to take a hobby that I happen to love and have developed expertise and create a little small side business from. It could be I have investments and that's going to create some income. Even better, if some of those income streams can be passive, that that is things that I don't have to work on minute by minute to create that. But for so many people, and this is where the idea, I think, can begin to take a little bit of life, when they think of their income, they think solely from the perspective of their 40-hour-a-week job that they have and what they do and the potential or lack of potential of that job for creating income for them. So if you begin to think broadly and say, well, if I wanted to, I could create 10 streams of income. 
how much easier would that make life if I could? But that's just one little narrow way that you could apply this thought. Okay, well, that, that's helpful, but what Wheezy was talking about was taking this concept of multiple streams and applying it to other areas outside of income is what I'm gathering. What other areas do you, w- would you apply it? Yeah, so here's one that I think, again, we're prone to think in, uh, in, in narrow ways, and that's the area of giving. We think often in the way of giving as I'm going to give money to something, and that's what I do in the area of giving. So I give to the church or I give to a nonprofit organization or something like that, and that defines me as a giver. But suppose we think of all of the resources that we have, which could include our time, it could include things that we own that could be valuable to someone. It could include our attention, all of the various ways that we can express a giving, generous heart that go beyond just the idea of giving dollars and cents. And so she was beginning to think of other things that we're we're getting great joy from that we're giving that have nothing to do with dollars and cents that God's blessed us with and we're beginning to be able to hopefully bless others with in terms of ways of giving. So we can begin to become generous giving people that's defined so much more broadly than the dollars that we give. You know, that's really good because giving isn't really an ought to. Giving is one of these things that I think um, if you start practicing giving of yourself, you realize it's probably one of the most gratifying things we can do. So giving is a real opportunity uh, for flourishing. It's not kind of an ought to. We should be doing this. And we often think of giving in terms of financial giving. And so many of us, that's just kind of a sort of we should do this, we ought to do this, but there's no joy necessarily that comes from, you know, making the donation to this or the expected donation to this. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's great. A lot of things are funded that way. But if we expand our multiple streams of giving to include not just financial, which I do think is important, but to think about what am I good at? What do people value about me? And how can I give of that? I think that there is a lot more joy that can come if we expand that view. Exactly. And that's the whole idea of this multiple streams of life. It's expanding our thinking. It's not necessarily about doing, it's not about doing more. It's expanding our thinking and our uh, our vista of how we think about things that perhaps we're prone to think in very narrow, rigid ways. So, Another area I think that falls into this category is the area of faith. People think about their life of faith, and often they think about it solely as defined by whether they go to church or not. Hmm. Uh, Well, you know, I'm a person of faith. I go to church three times a month or however often. I go five times a week. I must be a real person of faith. Or they might think about it, you know, in certain circles as I spend five minutes every day 
reading my Bible. I'm a real person of faith. And yet, those very narrow ways, not that they're not true, but the idea of multiple streams is thinking expansively about the places and ways faith can uh, feed into our life, like streams, that they feed into our life and that, that they can flow out of our life. That's that kind of concept of streams. And when we begin to think of faith that way, wow, it blows the doors wide open. It has to do with our presence with someone at lunch. It has to do with the opportunity to express kindness to someone at work. It has to do with the words and the encouragement that we give. It has to do with the opportunity to say prayers while we're in, a, in the car for someone. It goes it goes wild in terms of that opportunity. And I think that's the way we should think about our faith. What's interesting about those three areas that you talk about, streams for life, income, giving, and faith, is that it applies to this principle of excess that I find in so many areas where if you have excess of something in your life, it actually becomes a burden and takes away from you. So if you have excess of resources, excess of skills, even excess of faith, if there's not an outlet, a way for you to give those away, then it can lead to a weight or a frustration. And the only exception I can think of, I'm sure there are more, is love. When you have an abundance of love, it's not a burden, but you naturally give it away. And so when you apply that principle of love to areas of giving, to areas of faith, if that's kind of the impetus behind the outflow, it actually, even though ironically you're giving something away, it's counterintuitive, but it leads to an awareness and a sense of abundance that we don't have if we don't give those things away. Well, I think you've hit right on a, a key point that I think is very important when we look at this multiple streams. And that's the distinction between uh, excess and abundance. And so we normally think of, and, and everything that I talk about in my book, Space to Breathe Again, and in this podcast is about creating space and not overloading ourselves. And yet what we're really talking about is not adding more things into our life, but creating a natural flow of abundance in our life. So in the same way we've talked about multiple streams of income and multiple streams of giving and multiple streams of faith, you could talk about multiple streams of love. There are ways that we can express and enjoy the abundance of love in all the various areas of our life. And it's not about creating lives of excess. It's about creating lives of abundance in what we do. So it's a, it's an important distinction because the last thing we need is just adding more into our life. You know, most of us have these, if you've heard of the book, Love Languages, the five love languages, most of us have these set ways of giving and receiving love, and they happen naturally. Usually they're one or two. Um, they are gift-giving, uh, physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation and service or duties that you do for someone. Right. And most of us have one or two that we mostly operate in. But in this principle of multiple streams for life, 
I like the way to think about this because it's almost like we're being, being given this opportunity to choose to learn a different stream of outputting love. And often those around us communicate love in a different way. And so this kind of love is a choice to open up a new stream of, of love or of, that leads to life. Exactly. And I think one of the places that I would uh, love for people to think about this concept of multiple streams of life is to think in, in your own life where you feel like you're missing where you don't have enough of something. So it might be, I mean, for some people, they think of, I don't have enough income. Or they think of, I'm not really, by nature, a generous person. Hence, multiple streams of giving. Some people, I think, go, I I really need to grow in my ability to be a loving person. Multiple streams of love. I think one that is so absent in our culture is joy. You know, we have become some so overloaded with responsibility and productivity that I think so many people would say, I don't have enough joy in my life. And it's a great place to take this concept of multiple streams and say, you know, I want to begin to think about joy in a much broader expansive, abundant way than just thinking of joy as I need to do this one thing that I do to have fun in life. So I think of joy as going out and playing golf. Well, there are hundreds of ways, hundreds of streams that can fill my life with joy if I will think expansively about it. Well, a lot of that is even just asking the questions, what are other ways that I can experience joy? And by asking the question, we start to notice over the course of our day. One of the things I've noticed is that I, like you said, have kind of one or two streams where I am used to having joy. But if I take time to reflect in the moment and notice in a moment, I might see the beginnings of an activity that does bring me joy that would surprise me. You know, I started painting with my son as a way to teach him art. And I was shocked and surprised to find, huh, I kind of actually enjoy this. And so some of it, as you ask the question, multiple, you know, where could I find multiple streams of joy is just kind of noticing the beginning seeds of joy that we can cultivate to grow to being more significant sources of joy in our life. That's absolutely true. And we can also take places that we have lost joy and begin to infiltrate joy into it. So I can think of conversations that I just might have with someone over lunch. And if I, if I frame this as a stream that can bring me possible joy, I enter into the conversation differently. Mm-hmm. Or another example would be uh, Weezy and I take long walks a lot around the golf course and they're phenomenal. Now, I can take those walks with my head down and immersed in conversation, or I can realize that that is an unbelievable opportunity to experience some joy as I look around at the amazing sights and just relax with this privilege that I have. And so the whole concept behind multiple streams is to say we are flooded with opportunities 
to fill our lives with that which we are most desirous of and perhaps have lost Hmm. in our lives. I love that. Tell me, so we've done income, giving, faith, love, joy. Do you see this in any other areas? Well, I truly think it can be applied any area we choose. I think we can say this is an area that I have a gap, that something's missing, and it's because I'm thinking about it in one very narrow way, and so I want to begin to think more broadly about it. But one that I think of very regularly that was life-changing for me is multiple streams of purpose. So when I went through a process close to 30 years ago now of defining what I believed was my purpose in life, my calling in life, that calling being that I believe that God's called me to be a teacher of life, it necessitated me thinking of teaching in a broader sense than when I'm standing in front of people delivering content. It caused me to begin to think, well, sometimes I can just teach someone out on, on, on the range about their golf swing. Or when I'm sitting across with someone over, over lunch, it's this incredible opportunity not to impose teaching, but to just share the things that I love and that I'm passionate about and that opportunity to teach or the, the opportunities we have all day long to teach our kids uh, or to teach in all sorts of settings. And so all of a sudden my mission, which could have been looked at in this very narrow sense of I'm a teacher, became this expansive thing where all day long I have streams of opportunity coming to me. And that can be true for anybody, whatever their purpose is, whether their purpose is found in their creativity or their purpose is found in their serving or their purpose is found in their hospitality or their purpose is found as people of prayer. It creates, wow, there are thousands of streams with which I can apply my sense of purpose, my sense of calling in life. That's so incredibly exciting. And that's where this whole idea, I think, just uh, is, is explosive. When we think of this area of our life that we have tended to, to think of in such small terms and think, wow, what would happen if I thought of all of the streams with which this can be a source of joy and life for me. You know, when you talk about yourself as a teacher, and I know that that was, took some work for you to even think of and name about yourself, reflecting on your life. I think your purpose, especially as I see it with you, is not something that you put on in your life. It's not something that you think, I ought to be this, so I'm going to strive to be more like this. It's really a part of your DNA. And I have seen that in you. It's a part of your DNA. And much like a DNA strand is replicated over and over again in all of our cells, what you're doing is changing your mindset to see that DNA of teaching showing up in different opportunities all throughout your life. And it kind of brings us even back full circle to what we're talking about, excess and abundance. The more you're replicating that DNA, the more you're opening yourself up to bring that teacherly 
generous spirit. And, and when you teach, there is sort of a generosity about it. I've noticed I've been the benefit of it is that you just give away your way of your insights on systems and practical ways of living. You give them away generously. And the more you do it, the more that is even developed in you. Well, and a, an angle on this that I just thought of, I hadn't even thought about it until you began to express this, is one of the angles around this multiple streams is, is a stream of love feeds a stream of joy, which feeds a stream of purpose, which feeds a stream of generosity. And so what's so exciting to me about, for instance, living a life of purpose is by doing that, I'm also living a life of love. I'm also living a life that is so full of joy and is so full of giving. It feeds all of these different streams. And all of that amounts to this incredible life of abundance. This is life at its best. And it's when we uh, narrow down life and put it in in rigid categories and say, okay, now, you know, I wrote a check, that's my giving, or I said a prayer, that's my faith. That's when we're missing out so much on, I think, the proper way of seeing abundance as opposed to just excess. Well, I really enjoy this concept, and I'm going to start thinking about it in a lot of different areas. But uh, sort of my takeaways from this is uh, is having more of an open posture as you go about your day. Instead of looking down, looking up, there's a certain curiosity in this posture and this approach. And I also think it's a way of inviting all that we do to be influenced by love and outward giving that I think gets us moving in the direction that we want to in our life. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a way towards a life of adventure outside of excess. And I think that's something that we can all learn from. We can all identify that place that we need more of and begin to look expansively. So uh, my hope, as you said, is that for each person listening, that they might identify that that thing that's missing from their life that perhaps they could begin to think of expansively, uh, broadly, think of the multiple streams that this can bless them and bless others. So uh, hope this has been an interesting thought. It's, it's so fun to just uh, all of a sudden have a thought like what Weezy expressed this morning, kind of come to life as I as I live with it and reflect on it in a day. Yeah, big shout out to Wheezy on this one. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you found it helpful and encouraging in your journey. Before you leave, I wanted to let you know of two things. First, if you are looking for more helpful content like this, visit TommyThompson.org. There you will find resources created to help you find space in your life. Second, if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love it if you would take a minute to leave a review. This helps other people find the show as well. 